What's up, and welcome to the Rule the World podcast. It's the podcast where we discuss travel, photography, social media, and anything else this stupid brain of mine can come up with. Today I'm here with Florida man, moose whisperer, and wannabe lady whisperer, Isaac Spots. Hello, hello everybody. Oh my goodness gracious, it's, it's just such a pleasure to be here right now. I just can't even begin to explain it to you. Thank you, thank you for having me along, David. Why, yes, good sir. I'm, I'm happy to have you to tonight's discussion it's gonna be a fun one man oh yeah so so uh you're in florida right now right i am in the sunshine state right now yep quarantining in the sun i saw you caught an alligator the other day that was pretty impressive (laughs) yeah dude so uh basically that's you know what i'm doing out here just fishing surfing catching gators you know just the typical florida stuff like but uh (laughs) catching a gator that is a grade a florida man stunt like oh, all, man. all you need to do now is like get killed by your wife by a tiger, and you'll be true blood Florida man. In Tampa, yeah. Well, first of all, I have to have a wife, so that one can work. But uh, for all the people out there, who, you know, it sounds like I'm being irresponsible, like surfing, fishing, doing all this. But I promise y'all, the areas I'm in, it's legal, and uh, I'm not around anybody, so we're all good there. Yeah, nobody wants to be around Isaac to begin with. <laughs> oh, snap! So it's going to be this kind of podcast. <laughs> oh, you know, you, you guys are in for a spicy one tonight, oh, let me tell you. Let me crack my knuckles real quick and give a stretch here real quick. Oh, so snap. I'm here right now in Wyoming, and let me tell you a thing about springtime in Wyoming. It doesn't exist. It fluctuates between summer and the middle of winter <laughs> nonstop, and you get nothing else. Like, one day, it's a blizzard, <laughs> and then the next day, you go outside, and the birds are chirping, and there's, like, the seven dwarves running around. Like, there, there's no in-between. Yeah, we, we, that- we don't have spring or fall in Wyoming. All right, so let me tell you guys about seasons in Wyoming. So we have pre-ski season, we have ski season, we have ski season number two, and then we have road construction. (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. And then after that, you have people uh, uh, putting their children on baby bison. (laughs) So last week on Instagram, Isaac and I asked you guys to ask us some spicy questions. So today... We are going to be answering some of those spicy questions. So you get guys ready gave for us this. some juicy, juicy, juicy questions. They're good ones. All right. So let's dive right on into these questions because we have plenty for you guys today. So the first question on our agenda comes from none other than at Philip X Schneider. And he mm. asks, what is your favorite conspiracy theory? Mm. That's a good question, man. Should I start this one out? You start it right off, bruh. All right. So there's a uh, man. There's so many different conspiracy theories, but there's uh, that's a hard question. I like that one. What was his name Philip? Anyways, there's there's one that sticks out to me, uh, and I don't know why. It's just I I read it online like years ago, and it was just it was weird. So there's this conspiracy theory that Taylor Swift, <laughs> you know, twenty two. That Taylor Swift, she is a Satanist. <laughs> <laughs> and um wait so hold basically, up yeah so you're so saying taylor swift is a satanist yeah yeah so apparently she's a satanist so basically uh what i read was there was a cult leader back in like the 
late 1900s, I think. Uh, that was a cult leader Satanist herself, and apparently their faces look identical. So you compare the pictures of this lady versus Taylor Swift, and their faces look literally exactly alike. So the theory is that Taylor Swift is like a government-made uh, clone Satanist, and uh, I don't know. That was just funny to me, wouldn't you think? <laughs> I'm looking that up right now because I want to see this for myself. All right, so Googling Taylor Swift Satanist. On today's episode of Google searches, I never thought I'd pursue. Oh my gosh, there's so <laughs> many of them. I never would have guessed. Oh, I know. Oh, oh yeah, it, dude. all right. Here's the like thing. Big, it's big thing. It's not only like that she looks the same as this person, but there's all types of stuff in her song lyrics that supposedly suggest that. All right, so I found the picture on Google Images, and here is Zena Levy, who has the subtitle of Satanist. Now there is a <laughs> subtitle everyone dies to have. And oh my gosh, she does. She she looks exactly yeah. like Taylor. Oh, oh my gosh. Oh, I know, dude. There's literally like no difference in their faces. They could be they could be identical twins. It's pretty strange. I guess you could say <laughs> that she has some bad blood. <laughs> oh man, that was bad. That was bad. Yeah, so anyways, uh, Taylor Swift is a Satanist. Uh, how about you, David? What's your uh, what's your favorite conspiracy theory? Um, so my favorite conspiracy is one that I get DMs about almost every single day, and it is the conspiracy that Wyoming doesn't exist. Oh yeah, that's a that's a classic right there. That is a classic. Yeah, it's so funny. But at first I thought it was just people like joking about it and I was like, "Oh yeah, that's pretty funny." But then I found out there's like actual conspiracies against about this. Like th- there's mm. genuinely people who believe Wyoming doesn't exist, and in a way I can see why. Like you know, nobody really lives here to begin with. There's like 12 people. <laughs> like, because Isaac left and went to Florida, our population is like down by a quarter. Like, there's no people here. So I can see why people might think that. And also, you know, there's like Yellowstone, which is kind of, I don't know. There, there's conspiracies around that too. But um, anyway, yeah, I get so many people DMing me. <laughs> And I think, at, like, most of them are jokes, and I appreciate them. I, I love humor like that, but yeah. I think some of them are actually real. And I have people asking me, like, so, how much is the government paying you to do this? To say you're from <laughs> Wyoming and post all these pictures of this supposed Wyoming. And then people, have, like, sent me these maps where it leaves out Wyoming. And then there's there's this one Instagram page called, I, I can't believe I'm giving them a shout-out right now, but it's called Wyoming is Fake go look that up and it's (laughs) the original wyoming i here's what their bio says the original wyoming hate page wyoming is a myth have you ever met anyone from wyoming nope (laughs) (laughs) oh my gosh are you serious and they're posting like all these memes about wyoming is fake like for example, here's a picture of uh, the part in Phineas and Ferb when they're like discovering something that doesn't exist and they lift up the cloth and there's Wyoming there. Like it's that <laughs> oh type of gosh. stuff. Oh, and they sell anti-Wyoming merch. Go, go cop your I, merch uh, wow. at Wyoming is fake. <sighs> Buy Wyoming is fake shirts, hoodies, stickers, and bumper stickers today. <laughs> Wow. Well, now I feel triggered. Now I have like beef with this person to let them know that us Wyoming, us Wyomingites are actually real. We exist, bro. We're not just a figment of your imagination. All right. So let's take a break. I'm going to cut this part out. But Isaac, uh, how much, uh, how much was government paying you this month to keep the whole Wyoming thing going? 
Oh, dude, they're, I mean, it's pretty legit now. They're giving me six freaking grand to for this whole thing, Wait. man. Dude, you, you got up to six grand now. They still have me at four. I mean, I, the cra- I, mean, I guess it's because I, I guess it's because I was headed to Florida, and they were like, "Oh, we don't want this kid spreading stuff about it," you know. So they were like, "Here, we'll oh, give you a couple extra." Smart, two smart. Okay. Yeah, Again, so remember, re- re- remember. Tell me to cut this part out of the podcast, okay? Okay. Oh, right, I got you, go, man. This is super classified. Yep. Yeah, dude. All right. So yeah. Anyway, Wyoming actually exists. We don't get paid to say we live here and you should come to Wyoming. When you come into Wyoming, we promise the government isn't actually like, you know, doing experiments on you and just putting into your brain, like all these, you know, dreams of crazy mountains and geysers to cover it up. Like this, this is a real place. All right. So next question, what we got, boy? Let's see here. Ooh, this is my favorite question. Uh, this one's by, oh yeah, this is a good one. This is a really good one. At Worlds of Discovery, it says, scenario, here's a scenario. You find Bigfoot, but he bribes you with $10,000 to stay silent. Deal or no deal? Holy bejesus, that's a loaded question. Wow. So, uh, if some of y'all don't know, I'm an avid Bigfoot squatch hunter. I'm always the elusive squatch. Um, so if I were to find, so the main problem, the main question to me is how in the hell did a Sasquatch get 10 grand? But we'll just pretend like that's not a thing. <laughs> so, oh, golly, I would probably, I, I would probably take the 10 grand, leave him safe, you know, let him do his thing. Take the 10 grand. Just knowing that I was given 10 grand by a Sasquatch in the middle of nowhere in the woods is, is enough for me. That's enough for me. <laughs> So I would also definitely take the 10 grand because you know what? It's just a Bigfoot in the forest. He's happy. He, he's doing his thing. Like I, I, you do you Bigfoot. Okay. I'm not here. Snitches get stitches. Remember that. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So I would 100 P take that 10 grand and I, you know, what I'd do with that 10 grand. I'd do? go, I'd go build a tree house in Oregon and live happily up there. And then if Bigfoot ever came through in the forest, I'd be like, Hey, Bigfoot, thanks for helping me build my tree house in the Oregon forest. And he'd be like, Oh, uh, you betcha. Here's some beef jerky. (laughs) So yeah. And then he'd give you some like moose jerky that he had just killed. I'm making a joke about Jack links. (laughs) Yeah. You're making a joke. about. That's a Sasquatch jerky, bruh. Oh my gosh, that is a great question though. I I had to think about that one for a while. Not gonna lie, but yeah, definitely take the ten grand. All right, let's move right on along. So our next question comes from Hannah Rejoice, and this is definitely a question geared towards Isaac. But I have a good one too. So, what's your scariest wildlife encounter? I get that question so much, man. Yeah, in our Q and A, we seriously got like twenty reiterations of that question. Yeah. But Hannah asked it like first, so yeah. yeah. So we'll put yours in there. But yeah, I mean, like people think since I'm out in the backcountry all the time, you know, I spend literally hours and hours and hours a week uh, in the backcountry looking for wildlife. And people, since people see that, they automatically think, oh, I must have a lot of really scary encounters with wildlife. That's not really the case. I've had a couple, which I will share. One being, uh, <laughs> uh, and do not do this at home, kids. This is, uh, this is something that I did because I, uh, well, I don't have a brain. But <clears throat> it was uh, a couple. He was homeschooled. 
Yeah, I was homeschooled. <laughs> I was homeschooled, exactly. <laughs> but uh, it was a couple years ago, I think. No, it was actually not. It was last spring, actually, so it wasn't even that long ago. Um, I was in the backcountry. It was early spring, so the grizzly bears were just starting to wake up. The snow was just uh, starting to thaw, and I was walking around, and I stumbled across a really, really fresh pair of grizzly bear tracks. And me being me, I was like, oh, well, shoot, I'm going to go uh, track this grizzly bear. <laughs> ooh, ooh, this is getting spooky. I need, I need to put the spooky music in right now. Hit it. There we go. All right. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, basically, I started following these grizzly bear tracks in the mud. And I followed them for probably two miles or so. And uh, all of a sudden, I come across this little curb or just a little uh, opening in the woods, a little meadow. And sure enough, there's this big, beautiful grizzly bear just uh, eating. What they'll do is they'll take their big claws and they'll dig in the dirt. So it was digging up for grubs and other things like that. And I just watched it and observed it for a while. I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, you know, observing grizzly bear in its natural habitat. Whoa! <laughs> you know, and it was. It was an awesome experience. But uh, after I'd watched it for a bit, I wanted to let it know I was there. I didn't want to, like, surprise it. So I, I decided, decided to start talking to it because you don't want to, like, make a sudden movement and really surprise a bear. <laughs> so I decided I wanted to gradually, I was really far from this bear, but I wanted to gradually start making some noise uh, so it would know I was there. So I, I, I just like yelled something at it, like, hey bear, what's up? Something like that. And this thing, let me tell you what, son, <laughs> this bear, she turned around and what grizzly bears will do to look intimidating is their fur will stand up and they try to get as big looking as they can. So this thing, like, it had this mean look on its face and it just stared at me with this, I mean, it made its body look huge. It like flexed on me kind of deal, you know? <laughs> In that moment, I was like, oh, this is it. <laughs> but literally after that, it just turned around and sprinted the other way. But that definitely had my heart racing for a bit. And there's been a couple grizzly bear encounters like that other than that. Um, where they just run away but it's always a little intimidating with the grizzly so that's one of them for sure whoa there bud you just did me a spook tag <laughs> your friends to totally spook them too you got all the chills of spook man so spooky all right just a disclaimer to the audience out there if my voice sounds hella nasal i i'm uh, struggling with some allergies right now don't worry it's not the coronavirus it's it's allergies so that's why isaac has coronavirus no no i don't <laughs> spread yeah. that on the internet yeah i'm gonna Feed all your friends yeah i'm gonna give you coronavirus through your headphones listening to this right now so beware so david what's the scariest thing uh you've encountered as a landscape photographer like a like a wander babe at lago de braise or something like that <laughs> oh yeah gotta watch out for those like yellow jacket girls hanging out at Lago D Instagram. They're worse than Yeah, so <laughs> um, I did encounter several of those in Italy. They were very scary. But my scariest wildlife encounter is probably while I was in Kenya. I was uh, living with a Maasai Mara tribe right beneath Kilimanjaro. And I, you've I probably seen... Lotly you said that, dude. I, was, <laughs> I just love how chill you said that. Like, it was no big deal. That's great. Anyways, keep going. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no big deal. I was living with a Maasai Mara tribe <laughs> in Kenya. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> anyway, I was down there. I had some connections that I had a friend who knew a friend who knew somebody who was in a Maasai tribe and they let me stay there. So anyways, that's where you see like all my pictures of the elephants and giraffes um, beneath the big mountain. But mm -hmm. 
anyways, I was there and in the morning I'd seriously just go wander around the African Savannah, uh, trying to get cool shots of stuff, Mm -hmm. mainly like, you know, giraffes and elephants. And I, I was so naive. I had no idea really what was out there. I should not have been wandering around there solo. And then like one day I'm just walking through the plains and I'm glad I saw it when I did because I looked through the brush and there was a female lion just like chilling there staring at me. Nah. It blended in perfectly with the brush. Like you can heart. I'm surprised I saw that thing. That is a, yeah, that's a miracle. I saw it, but mm-hmm. I saw this female lion just like staring me down. And honestly, I feel like if I had walked 20 more feet, I would have been like lion food. So you would have just as made it on Nature's Metals Instagram page. yep anyways like just as any responsible human would do in that situation i pulled up my camera and took about 20 pictures um it was pretty far away so i didn't get any good ones but i I have a few pictures of that lion in my archives and then i just like backed up and slowly went away and i was like wow let's not do that again yeah that's pretty gnarly dude honestly i probably would have tried to inch a little closer and get them prime angles you know of course you would have. <laughs> I probably would have gotten, you know, I probably would have found a zebra carcass and draped it over my body so I, I fit in, you know, and, and try to get some I could see you doing that so much. Oh, I, I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but uh, okay. <laughs> All right. So next question is from at Trail, who was on the podcast last week with me. So go listen to that. Um, anyway, Sheldon says, tips on getting a lady? Oh snap! We're pros at this, man. Oh, we are pros at this. You you came to the right duo. All right, let me. I think we can both agree on this. The way you get ladies is Scooby Doo voices. <laughs> like yeah, man, totally. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like imagine. Oh, totally, dude. Like literally. Uh, to get any girl's number, fellas out there, if you're afraid of approaching a girl or anything, it's so easy. Like you just go up to them and you use a, a Scooby or a Shaggy voice. You know, you can say cheesy pickup lines like, like, uh, is your name Ariel? Cause I think we mermaid for each other. <laughs> and, so, and, and she will, uh, she'll go out with you instantly. Well, Lexi, we'll be next. <laughs> Rexy. Then she's going to think you're calling her fat, like a T-Rex or something. Oh, Yo, hey Rexy, how's it going, girl? No, yeah, yeah, literally, that's all. Like, you looking really fly today, girl? Yeah, well, I fly. So after our last podcast, I had some goon DMing me, and he said, "Hey, bro, great podcast, but just so you know, your Scooby voice is probably the biggest lady repellent on the planet." And what? Like, how ridiculous is that? I mean, like, he knows nothing. He obviously, he probably doesn't have a girlfriend. <laughs> oh, definitely not. I mean, we don't either, but he definitely doesn't. <laughs> I was about to say, we're not one to talk. Oh my gosh. Ladies hit us up in the DMs, but not uh, not anything <laughs> weird. Anyways, uh, should we move on to the next question? Scooby voice gets the Daphnes. That's all you need to know. All right. And, and the Velmas, if you, know, if you swing towards the Velmas of the world. You if know. you're into that. Okay, you ask the next question. Um, so this one's from at banana toast pack. First of all, that's <laughs> really great. I love that. Name. Yeah. Uh, pros and cons of living in Wyoming. Hmm. All right. So Isaac and I have 
seriously thought about doing an entire podcast episode on this very subject and we still might so let's not go too deep on this one but here we'll each say the one thing that we think is the biggest pro and the biggest con of living in wyoming so you're up first oh man so the pros and the cons of living in wyoming i'd say the biggest pro is the obvious one of how beautiful it is like a lot of the like a lot of wyoming is just sagebrush and uh uh, like sheeps, <laughs> sheep herds. Um, but like the Teton area in Yellowstone, it's just so gorgeous. There's just so much you can do outside. Um, like if you're an outdoors person at all, totally. living in Wyoming is like, is the Mecca. I mean, you can do just about anything, kayaking, fishing, photography, wildlife photography, landscape photography, hiking, climbing, biking. There's, I mean, endless things to do outdoors. Outdoorsman's paradise. Yeah, it really is, man. So like, that's the biggest pro as a wildlife photographer, as a scenic lover. I just freaking love it. The biggest con, uh, for me would be living in Jackson hole, um, which is a huge tourist town. So it's very, very expensive. Uh, so that's one of the biggest cons for me. Also the winter time, uh, gets really cold. If you listen to Isaac and I's last podcast, which we recorded in like mid February during that one, we were in his car in a parking lot and it was like negative 30 out and we were yeah. absolutely dying in there. So yeah, it gets so cold here. It sucks. Yeah, so that's definitely a con. <laughs> All right. So for me, the pro and the con is the exact same thing. And that <laughs> thing is that there are no people here. That's yeah, that's true too. That is a pro and a con. It's a pro because, you know, it's like you can get away from the crowds. You can go find unexplored areas like all your, you know, relationships are really tight. All the communities are tight knit. There's a lot more opportunity for stuff. You stand out a lot more. But then no people is also a con because it's harder to find friends. It's harder to have a social life. Mm -hmm. Uh, forget about dating like (laughs) (laughs) yeah there's not many people our age around that's for sure yeah anyway that's the pro and con um one other con is that it's fake that's that's a good one man that's the biggest one is that it doesn't even exist but you know what all right about that (laughs) (laughs) all right so here's the next question it's also from banana toast pack Banana toast pack. You need to be our like professional question asker because you, you were on a roll. You, you like sent us like six of them. I picked these two because they were the most bomb. So this question is, what would you do if you weren't a photographer? Ooh, man, should I start this one out? Go for it, bruh. So, uh, man alive. That's a tough question. That's a really tough question because I'm so passionate about photography um, in my love for it that I can't really picture myself doing much else. But if I had to, I, let me tell you guys something. Like I said earlier, when I lived in Florida, bass fishing was my life. So honestly, this is like a true answer. And I know y'all are probably going to laugh at me for this, but if I weren't a photographer, I probably would have pursued like a, a bass fishing career in some, some way, like a YouTuber, maybe starting to do uh, bass fishing YouTube videos or something like that. Some kind of professional fishing gig. You, on- you could still be a pro YouTube bass fisher. Go, go follow your dreams. <laughs> go follow your dream as a professional bass YouTuber. Um, but yeah, honestly, it probably would have been, uh, uh, either that or I also was an actor growing up. So I may have pursued my, um, my at the time passion for acting. I did really enjoy acting. So I might have. I, 
try to be. Isaac would have been one of those kids on a Disney Channel who, like, in between shows, like, waves the wand and is like, I'm Isaac, and you're listening to Disney Channel. And then it does the sparkles. You'd, that, be, you'd be that kid. That is the ultimate dream. But uh, yeah. like, either of those two things. I'm, I'm curious to hear yours. <laughs> So for mine, probably the most expected answer would be that I would become a, you know, doctor or neuroscientist or something like that, because that is initially what I was set out to do. Like I have a degree in physiology and neuroscience. I was kind of destined to be a doctor. But honestly, even if I wasn't doing photography, I was not passionate about that at all. Like Mm -hmm. part of the reason I started doing this is I could not imagine myself in the medical field like I just had no passion for that no interest in that um so if I wasn't doing this I feel like I'd definitely be a entrepreneur of some type yeah um I probably would have gone more into like tech design and stuff like that like you know um I while I was in college I did a lot of programming with this like microcontroller called Arduino Mm -hmm. and I was getting a few kind of cool inventions going with that, but that all fell through because I got way into photography and video (laughs) and wanted to, you know, focus on that more. But yeah, I'd probably do something still in like the, you know, science STEM field. Maybe I'd even become an engineer. I don't know, but yours are so so much more interesting. You're wanting to be a scientist and an engineer and mine is professional bass fisherman. (laughs) Dude bass youtuber that's like three levels ahead of neurosurgeon <laughs> right <laughs> like so, dude well, come on i know i should have done that what am i thinking coolio so the next question is by at underscore mitchell dot griffin underscore <clears throat> i like this question it's what did instagram growth look like for each of you was it gradual or sudden you go first with this one all right so for me i would say both Um, because here's kind of how Instagram growth has worked for me. So for the first long, long, long time, I had almost nothing. Like when you get started with really anything, especially Instagram or YouTube or whatever, like you have to be ready to, you know, see months and months and months with absolutely nothing happening while you're just, you know, building up your portfolio and name and getting yourself out there um so for the first long time with me i probably had like under five thousand. i remember so from the time i started photography to uh the time i ended my internship with origin like the other summer i think i grew from zero to 5k in that time oh wow I, re- I remember uh, you s- we started following each other while I was still at University of Wyoming. And at the time, uh, you had significantly more followers than me. You were at like 8, 9K, and I was at like 1,500 to 2,000. Uh, those were the days. <laughs> those were the good old days. Anyways, I- Isaac has been with me from the beginning. Like, he is an OG. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, dude. I think I've been following you since you had like, like you said, probably 1,000 followers or so. Something like that. Yeah, I, I remember the moment I, I was following you a little bit before because I was running my Discover Wyoming page and I came across your wildlife and I was like, oh my gosh, I got to like feature all this guy's stuff. It's so good because I was just looking for Wyoming content. So I started following you. And then I remember one time, um, oh, on one of your posts, you were like talking about being cold or something. And I just commented like, oh man, those cold shoots are the worst. I was out. Uh, shooting some nightscapes the other night and my fingers were getting super cold on a tripod or something dumb and you were like oh, yeah man know that feeling gotta love wyoming and then you like went and commented on my uh 
night shot of the Grand Teton. And you're like, oh, dude, that's sick. And then you started following me. And I was like, yes. <laughs> I remember that specifically, dude. Because I, uh, that's right. Because I had just photographed the Tetons at night, which I don't do that often. And yeah, you were, you t- told me you were doing the same thing. So I went and checked out your picture. And I was like, oh, this is super dope. And then I looked at the rest of your stuff. I was like, shit, this kid's underrated. <laughs> yeah sweet <laughs> well anyway isaac's been with me all right that's that is we are so good at going off topic <laughs> anyways <laughs> so i had like no followers for the longest time and then the thing that kind of changed it for me was that europe trip i did because that was the first trip where i actually was taking a few shots that you know got shared a little bit um my biggest one was that one shot of mine at the old hairy rocks in england that like aerial of the crazy white cliffs. Oh yeah. You know yeah. what I'm talking about? Yeah. Anyways, that's still one of my favorite pictures, by the way, but I made an edit of that posted it. And like within a few days it was getting shared on like, you know, five to six of these, you know, 100 K plus pages, which at the time was like really big for me. And then that happened with a couple others. I had a shot from the Italian Dolomites that did really well. I had a shot from a sea cave in Croatia that did pretty well. And, you know, by the end of that trip, I think I went from about 5K to like close to 10K. And then at the end of that year, which would have been like last year, um, I hit 10K like right around Christmas time. So like not this last Christmas we just had, but the one before that was when I hit 10K. And then throughout this year, I feel like it's gradual. You know, it's not too fast, but when I have a good shot that performs well and gets shared all over, that's when I have spikes of growth. For example, in Kenya, um, my shot of the elephant under Kilimanjaro, that was a huge growth spike for me. And then I went to Tulum, Mexico um, in the Yucatan, and that was probably the most beneficial trip for me in terms of like um getting followers because that's where i got all my cenote shots and every time i take a picture of cenotes everyone just like flips and it gets cheered all over and i don't know what it is but people like my cenote shots so yay um and then that really launched me off and uh i got a bunch of mexican followers from that especially and actually if you look at my analytics my third most followed city is mexico city so that's kind of cool <laughs> yeah that's pretty rad and then where my followers took a huge growth is this last summer i did that trip up to canada and then i was coming down through glacier national park and i took a picture at lake mcdonald of the colorful rocks and then that picture that picture like is my career like to this oh. day uh people i meet they have no idea who i am but then I show them that picture and you're like, oh, you're the guy who took this picture. And I was like, oh, my gosh, that's the only shot of mine anyone cares about. <laughs> anyway, picture. <laughs> anyway, that shot, it got like in just one day, I only had like 20,000 followers and it got like over 30,000 likes. Shit. It was ridiculous. And then it got shared on Earth Picks. It got shared on Beautiful Destinations. It got it got shared on like you know, all these massive pages that had like tens of millions of followers. And then it started getting shared on all these random like fashion pages with millions of followers that didn't even post landscapes. And to this day, like, like right now, go look at the pictures I'm tagged in. And I guarantee at least five on the first screen are that rock pick. Like it's still going viral. Like just today, some like bored Panda page shared it and I got a like over a thousand followers in the last 24 hours. So like 
that that shot is just insane. And then the other thing that really affects my following. Um, oh, wait, I forgot to tell how many. So from that one picture, I think I saw my following go from a little under 30K to over 65K in the matter of like two weeks. That's insane. And then the other thing that really affected my following was, you know, hanging out with some bigger Instagrammers and, you know, being in a bunch of their stories and stuff like the biggest, the biggest one was in uh, Peru. Um, I was on a trip with this one girl called Indie Blue. She's like one of those like blogger girls from Utah. Anyway, she is a cult. She has like 300K, but she gets like 60 to 100,000 likes on everything. And her followers do everything she says. And just being tagged in all her stories and her sharing my like daily highlight videos. Oh, that launched me. I started that Peru trip with like, I don't know. I think I was at like 65K at the time. And I finished with over 70K just in one week, just because Indy was posting all these stories of me. So yeah, you know, I feel like it is gradual, but at the same time you have like spikes from things you do. Like I heard someone say, um, 80% of your publicity will come from 20% of your work. So I've really seen that happen. Oh yeah. Yeah, for sure. I mean, for me, uh, it was pretty damn sudden for me. Like I, I started Instagram. I started my photography account, I think back in 2014. So I was 14 years old. I was a kid. And, uh, I did the cringiest thing you could possibly do to, to grow your social media. And this is a, this is something that nowadays is extremely frowned upon. So I don't recommend you do this because you'll get completely ridiculed for it. But when I first started Instagram, Instagram was kind of, it wasn't just beginning, but it was more, it was pretty new at the time. Um, so I would go on like really famous people's posts like Justin Bieber uh, Taylor Swift, Selena Gomez, like the, the, the accounts with the most followers, Nat Geo, BBC Earth. And I'd every time they'd post, I'd go on right away and be like, hey, guys, I'd, I'd have the same thing. I'd say like, hey, what's up? I'm a 14 year old aspiring photographer. I'd really appreciate it if you checked out my work. And nowadays, oh, gosh, yeah, dude. I hate those types of people. Oh, dude. oh, you are one of them. Yeah. Same here, dude. And nowadays, like I said, if you were to do that, literally the only comments you'd get are stop self-promoting you jackass. Like this is so stupid. But back then, which was not that long ago, six years ago, like it, it like so many people viewed my stuff from doing that and they DM me and reply to the comments and be like, your stuff is so cool. Um, but anyways, I did that till I got to 3000 followers. Um, and my page just sat at 3000 followers for, um, like four and a half years. It just sat at 3000. I wasn't doing that anymore. Um, and it just sat at 3000. But (laughs) the thing that really spiked my account was freaking moose pictures. Like there's really nothing else I can say. As soon as I started posting. Oh dude, people love your moose pictures. I like look at the likes you get on stuff. And when it's, you know, just like a bluebird or something, it's like, I don't know, two, 3000. And then you post a moose shot and it's like, upwards yeah. 10,000 like <laughs> I know it's crazy people freaking love moose and I can see why they're awesome animals but so I started posting moose <clears throat> and instantly um my account went from 3,000 to 10,000 10,000 was a huge mile marker for me and then uh within a year and a half I'm now at like 34,000 or something like that so um it was pretty darn sudden for me like the first few years or the first first four and a half years really I just stayed at the same amount um but then as soon as I started posting moose, it uh, it went uphill from there. 
So yeah, that's our stories for Insta growth. So be inspired. So the next question we have is from at Corey.j.adams. And he says, what's one place you both would love to visit to photograph? Ooh, man. And actually, oh, I have an an idea. Just to make this more interesting, let's pretend we have to go to a place together to go do photography. Because then we have to find a place that has like good wildlife and good landscapes. Man, what do you think? Canada? I feel like you, you want to photograph a bunch of like cool Arctic stuff, right? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Is, is, is there any cool Arctic animals in like Norway, like Northern Norway? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Um, hell yeah, there is. So yeah, up in Norway, up by like the Svalbard is definitely somewhere uh-huh. I freaking love to go. There's polar bears, Arctic wolves, and the Arctic wolf is like at the top of my bucket list for critters I want to photograph. So Arctic wolves, uh, Arctic foxes, all these little cool uh, hares, mountain hares out there, and these little oh, there's so much. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's a great answer. Are, are, are there walruses in Norway? I don't know. I I would imagine. I hope there are because wal- walruses are sick. Anyways, Norway <laughs> is at the very of, top of. Oh my gosh! Out of everything I just said, wolves, polar bears, you're like hell yeah, walruses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but. Yeah, I think walruses are cool, but honestly, Norway is at the very top of my bucket list right now, just because it's like, I don't know, it just looks so sick. It it just seems like the type of place I'd love. There's just crazy cliffs and mountains and hills, and there's that one soccer field you see all over Insta that's like out in the middle of the ocean. Um, It's like in the Lofton Islands. Hmm. And then Norway is the motherland. Everyone will look just like me, Um, so yeah, looks like we're going to Norway. That'd be sick. Oh, and if you hit it at the right time of year, the Northern Lights in in Norway. Yes, too, which absolutely. Would be we should actually. All right, it'd be lit. Yeah, that'd be actually really fun. All right, so the next question is by at no Sam underscore I, and uh, let's see the question. <laughs> and this is a juicy one. How often do y'all have thirsty guys, gals DMing you? <laughs> um that's a that's a good one i like that question a lot and uh me personally i don't know about you man but i i I get a lot of bots uh dming me just like fake accounts like thirsty weird shit (laughs) um but as far as like actual real people i get i get some thirsty girls and even thirsty guys every now and then which uh is strange but uh yeah it's always it's always interesting what what about you don't don't listen to Isaac. He's an absolute lady slayer. He he his DMs are just flooded. It just says ninety nine plus all day. He can't. He has to push him away with a stick. <laughs> Get back. Just, Get back. Every day when he has his shift at the camera store, they're just lining up. They're they're like going out the door, wanting to buy oh. camera gear just so they can see Isaac. Oh my gosh! I wish. <laughs> what about what are what are your DMs looking like nowadays? Um, I definitely do not get as many as you. I, I feel like I could be getting quite a few more than I do, but the main thing preventing me from getting more is my profile pic is absolutely horrible. Like, I don't know <laughs> why I thought it was a good idea to take a profile pic where I look like 12-year-old Justin Bieber, but that's what's up right now. So, yep. <laughs> so, 
as soon as you get back from Florida, we need to go get a better pick of me. So them yeah, thirsty dude. gals will be hitting the DMs hard. Dude, we need to like get a mullet cut, like a Joe Exotic kind of look going on. Oh gosh, no, absolutely not. No, 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 no. And I'll take your picture and you'll get all kinds of thirsty. <laughs> thirsty. Guys. I have surfer bro hair now. I'm, I'm yeah, set for summer. Oh, I do too, man. I've got, well, cause I've actually been surfing a lot the last couple weeks, but I've oh, lucky major surfing here going on too. But. Anyway, <laughs> actually I, I, I don't get none though. I actually do get several, like, especially when I'm traveling and stuff, but, um, I've also gotten a surprising number of guys DMing me <laughs> like yeah. this while I was in Hawaii. Um, I had some guy DM me and was like, Hey, are you still on the Island? I'd love to take you out on a date. And I was like, uh, two problems with that. One, I'm in Australia now. And two, I'm not gay. <laughs> oh, <my God. laughs> so, oh, yeah, you've gotten some pretty juicy DMs. Yeah. Oh, it's I, no, I've showed you a few of them. Um, most of the girls who DM me are from like some exotic country like Morocco or something. Yeah. Um, oh, actually, I have a really good one. I'm going to pull it up. Um, so normally when I do get DMs from like, uh, thirsty girls it's always like i don't know these chicks from super exotic countries yeah. um that we we can't communicate very well but they obviously are interested like um there's this one i screenshotted the dms just so i have them so she dm'd me can i know you better and i said what do you mean and she <laughs> said how can we'll meet each other and i said can't really do that won't be in morocco for a long time haha <laughs> and she said no i will come to you oh Jesus. and i said i think i'd rather not i met you 10 minutes ago haha <laughs> and she said yes if there is love and then i said i don't think so sorry and then she said okay and then the next day she said my love are you there and i just left her on red because i'm a savage Oh, that mic drop! Actually, now that now that you say it, probably the uh, the most thirsty DM I got, and this is the first time I've really—I mean, I think I've told you about this and a couple other people, but uh, it's the first time it's uh, been told to anybody else. But uh, so, anyways, <laughs> this this thirsty dude, and it's kind of the same situation as you. Like, why are these dudes like sliding into my DMs? Like, it's the same thing. Like. I'm a straight man, fellas. Just just throwing that out there. So stop uh, stop sending me flirty flirty stuff on Instagram. But this one dude, I can't remember where he was from. Um, but it started out like as this normal conversation. I thought he was just a, a cool dude who like wanted to to talk about photography and stuff. And uh, out of the blue, <laughs> it, and I'm still scarred to this day. He uh, he just sent me a, a dick pic. <laughs> we were just like talking about photography. Ooh. And then legit, the next the next DM was just a, a, a picture of his uh, uh, downstairs area, and uh, instantly blocked and reported him. <laughs> I was so wow. I was so absolutely disgusted by that. I I I couldn't even. Oh my gosh, it was it was it was horrific. So uh, that happened. Yeah. Oh, my one other story is uh, this actually happened just a few weeks ago. But there's this chick from. Uh, brazil who was uh, texting me to ask some questions about like a location or photography or something pretty standard and i was answering and then uh she said thank you so much sorry my english isn't very good and i just uh replied and i was like oh no your english is great i don't know any portuguese so you're a huge step ahead of me and then she answered back and she was like 
oh my gosh, you are the first tourist I've ever met who knows we speak Portuguese in Brazil and not Spanish. And then she was like, how old are you? And then she was like, we will be perfect for one another. <laughs> when are we to be wed? And, you know, I like started like, she was like, I want to marry you tomorrow. And oh, just because I know that they speak Portuguese in Brazil. <laughs> and you say you don't have any juicy messages, dude. You have girls wanting to freaking marry you. Go on, dude. <laughs> I don't know. That, yeah, but... Um, we'll, we'll we'll see we'll we'll see um <laughs> <laughs> we'll see maybe i'll get married to him one of these days yeah we'll, we'll see if if any uh girls listening to this pod want to add to our collection uh feel free to watch us get some <laughs> really weird dm after this oh my gosh yeah we're gonna get like all right i've gotta say i'm proud of you all because after that last uh session um, if you remember, Isaac said that he hates when people send him like quick story reacts. He was getting flooded with people sending him quick story reacts. Oh my like, it was... gosh, it was bad. Like legit, like right after it was released. Yeah, I had all these people literally just sending me story reacts just because I said I hated them. Like it was funny, dude. Like literally just the other day, my mom listened to our podcast. Awkward. But uh, <laughs> she listened to our podcast. And uh, I was literally sitting next to her in the car, in her car. Uh, we were driving somewhere and she freaking was just like <laughs> quick reacting to my stories while I was with her. I was like, mom, like, what are you doing? And she was like, I heard your podcast. And I was like, oh no, what have we done? <laughs> it's pretty good. All right. So we have one last and final question Ooh. that comes from at Val P 10. And he or she asks so how's the bigfoot hunt going <laughs> i get that question so much uh and the answer is the long frustrating road to finding squatch continues folks let me tell you out of my hundred hundreds and hundreds of hours spent out looking for the elusive squatch I actually, I have had several sightings, but I've had camera malfunctions every single time I found him. There was one time I found him, my SD card was full. The next time I found him, I forgot my battery at home. The third time I saw Bigfoot, the night before I had been taking night photos, so my shutter speed was like 15 seconds long, so I missed that one too. I have seen him, folks. I just haven't gotten a shot yet. Yeah, so I've seen Bigfoot several times out in the woods, but every time I reached for my camera to take a picture of him... All I can find is a really old film camera from the 1950s. Mm, yeah, that's happened to me actually too before. Actually, yeah. And then, you know, when Bigfoot's a freaking a thousand yards away, your little 1950s film camera isn't going to work so much. I mean, yeah, it's tough. So, yeah, the Bigfoot hunt is still going on. Um, hopefully, Isaac and I will find him this summer out here somewhere in Wyoming. And when we do, hopefully, he'll offer us 10,000 bucks to keep our mouth shut. Yeah, and then you guys will never know what happened. Go there. Yeah, maybe we did find Bigfoot, but he offered us the ten grand, so we can't talk about it. You ever thought of that? Yeah. So if you see me driving like a Lambo in Jackson Hole, you know I've found the Squatch. I'm pretty sure a Lambo costs more than ten grand. <laughs> hey, but you never know if like you keep going back in the woods and finding different Squatches that give you ten Ooh. grand. You know what I'm saying? Like if you find if you find like a little a colony of squatches where you're running into each individual one, will they offer you ten grand too? That's the question. It's like leprechauns that give you their pot of gold. 
Exactly, but with squatches, watches give you ten grand. <laughs> I'm just picturing that in my head, like, oh my gosh, there's a squatch, and then it walking up to you with like ten G's, <laughs> just in his hand. All right, so let's wrap this up. Thank you for potting with me. Oh yeah, of course, man. Always fun, and uh, thanks to everybody who submitted their questions. There were some uh, pretty juicy questions, so we appreciated it. Yeah, sorry we couldn't include them all. Um, but we try to do what we could. So as I've been trying to end the pod every week, um, I need to know your best dad joke. Oh, easy. Uh, hey man, d- did you hear about the chameleon who couldn't change color? <laughs> he had a reptile dysfunction. I was like so dumb, but I actually really like that. <laughs> the best dad joke on the planet all right so thank you for tuning into the pod hope to see you next week and i still don't have a good catchphrase to end the podcast so isaac come up with something uh put me on the spot uh, all right <clears throat> you just got ruled no <laughs> incorrect <laughs> that's terrible you're fired <laughs> <laughs> i thought it was great All right, so, uh, yeah, bye.